Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize, brought to you by Force Irish Stout. Ross. Are you intoxicated or something? Introduce the guest, man. Today, we are bringing you one of the favorite voices of the UFC. It's the man with the velvet smooth voice. It's the one and only John Gooden. John, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thank you very much for the kind words. Doing all right, 2024. I'm delighted to be uh, coming out the gate with you guys. No, yeah, for, we're the, the band is back together from UFC 286 for us. Yeah. It, it is indeed, it is indeed. And what an event that was, what an event that was. And look, we won't have the same podcast guests as, this, uh, as that time. I think we had Tom Aspinall and Ioanni and Jacek. Um, you know, Yuri Prohashka. Po- yeah, Yuri Prohashka and Arnold Allen. You know Arnold I mean? Allen, he's actually uh, on this weekend's card as well, lads. Yeah. yeah, we had some unbelievable uh, guests on this time, but uh, you're stuck with us three this time, so uh, you'll probably uh, get more joy you. out of listening to John this time out. But um, yeah, un- unbelievable stuff. Uh, John, big, big year ahead of us, um, kicking off at UFC 297 with uh, probably the man who stole uh, 2023, Sean Strickland. Um, what do you make of this main event? And what do you make of the rise of Sean Strickland? If someone told you... At the start of 2023, Sean Strickland would be sitting there with the middleweight title. Would you believe them? I mean, it was, I'd, if we go back to years before, because I actually commentated on Sean Strickland when he fought in Germany. And he was a lunatic back then. I remember him walking around with like a World War II army hat on all around Berlin. I was like, oh my goodness, this guy is not shy in coming forward. But if you'd have asked me back then, do I think that that guy was uh, middleweight champion caliber? Probably said I'd need some convincing. But this just goes to show, right? It just goes to show many twists and turns. um, And he is quite something, isn't he? That was a huge upset. Mm. But you know what? The the guy is he's got all of the the ingredients he really has from a fighting standpoint not just a marketing standpoint like all the ingredients and and he answers the call he's tough as nails and can come off the couch on six weeks notice or whatever it is and be a, you know a, a, a just an incredible fighter in, in adesanya essentially at his own game like mentally physically that takes like the highest of the high I still yeah. can't believe what a what a show performance he put on against Adesanya as well. That was unbelievable. Yeah, he really dominated him, and he nearly finished him at one stage as well, which was incredible to see. And now he's fighting, I don't know, maybe Adesanya's arch nemesis at the moment, uh, Drikas Duplessis. Uh, and like that man, I think there was question marks around his like his gas tank and his and his abilities but once he went out there and beat robert whitaker i think that answered a lot of those questions and i, I think this is going to be an unbelievable fight i think we're going to see a lot of this i think uh, take place on the feet and i think it's going to be he who hits hardest what do you think john yeah like again just backing off the um coming off the back of the question you asked if we went back to like i don't know 2022 mm-hmm. and said Drickers Duplessis versus Strickland for the middleweight belt. I'd be like, what? Really? The awkward guy from South Africa who looked phenomenal, like physically, but can he really carry that kind of power and style over an extended distance? And Sean Strickland, the guy who takes a lot of risks and 
you know, answers the call and late notice fights here, there and everywhere, which is a risky way to approach your career and, and smacks of someone that doesn't really care as much for the results. He just wants to go out there and he just wants to fight. But you often see those guys have mixed records. So to see those two, I'm like, that's not happening. But here we are. I cannot hold Robert Whittaker in high enough regard. If you beat Robert Whittaker, you deserve to have a look at the title because for the longest time, he was causing all the problems, wasn't he? At mm. middleweight. Like no one was able to bridge that gap. And then Whittaker apparently wasn't able to bridge the gap to get his hands back on the title. It was a, a very interesting dynamic. So Duplessis breaking through, that's quite something. And I mean, he's mentally, he just seems so confident. It's just, and when at the highest level, when you're looking at championship fights, I really do tune into those aspects because mm. there's just no doubt in his mind. And yeah, very durable, very awkward style. I think he's a troublesome style for, for Strickland. And I, yeah, I think this he's got a, he's got a good chance of upsetting things. And can you imagine, like, jeez, <laughs> middleweights could be blown wide open once again after a period of seeing such a dominant force right at the top. Do you feel like the winner of this actually has uh, the capability of being a UFC 300 either headliner or co-main event as well against Izzy? Because I feel like Izzy brings a lot of star power. Um, the him versus Drickus, uh rivalry, Africa versus Africa. And then obviously just Sean Strickland is just uh, box office at the moment, especially, uh, you know, with the promo for this fight is based on uh, Strickland asking Gilbert Burns' kids to move out of the way and then having to bust up in the crowd. Mental. I think I can't see either Duplessis or Strickland coming out of this fight unscathed. So to turn around, mm. I think it could be it could be a real dogged war. Mm. But in, if we really look at it, anything can happen. But so durable, both guys go forward. Like they're going to be swinging hammers from the bell, and they can both take a dig. So this one could be it could be twenty five minutes of brutality, and then is that individual then in shape to turn around? to then mm. fight on the 300. So I don't know, but if it's Duplessis, if he, for example, if he smokes uh, Strickland, which is not something that I necessarily predict, but if, if he does do that, then that sets up a massive fight. Yeah. At 300. And yes, Adesanya deserves to be a man on the billing at 300 for sure. And if it's for the belt as well, that means, yeah, all the storylines <laughs> shakes out nicely for the UFC in the end, doesn't it? When you think, Oh, yeah. like who they're going to put on it, what names they always get it done. There's always something mega that presents. Yeah, yeah well, it's the first pay-per-view of the year, and it's like the most talked about fight so far, especially the way, as you said, what was it, at 296, the two lads gone into a bit of an altercation. <laughs> and uh, like just even what Strickland's doing um, outside the cage now as well, the way he's going on podcasts, the way he's talking about what happened to him as a child, the way he got like very involved with Ian Gary as well. Like, like everyone's going to be tuning in to see this fight, aren't they, Ross? Yeah, they're, they're definitely. He's definitely doing a great job of keeping his name relevant, and yeah, you know, he he's definitely an out there character. He definitely says things that a lot of people probably don't agree with, but like, you know, what I mean, they make the headlines every time that man puts a puts a microphone in front of his face. You know, the the MMA reporters are getting three or four articles on it every single time. So uh, he keeps himself relevant, and he's probably one of the most controversial champions the UFCs have had in a while. And uh, that says a lot. <laughs> um, so, 
Yeah. But look, I think I think Strickland's very funny. I think like I think he went a bit far with the Ian stuff, but um, mm. I think overall he's very funny, and he's it's not as if he's really saying it going as deep as uh, Colby Compton did against uh, Leon Edwards. Yeah, well, like I I don't really think there's a place for what Colby did in the sport anymore. I think that was far too far, and like you can say he plays a character or whatever, but like you you don't bring in someone's parents alone what happened to Leon's dad so like look I don't think I don't think Strickland would cross that line but you never know with these guys they're wild cards yeah I think there'll be an element of self-regulating that happens mm-hmm. there I think because of the backlash from the Colby thing other fighters will understand because you know you can play the heel and uh, you can be the bad guy but essentially I I think unless you're a complete sociopath then it will seep in to your paws and you'll realize the parameters and it, you can't like the UFC aren't going to be able to say, you can't say this, you can't say that they've grown up letting fighters be themselves. And that's why we love the sport. So to start like pulling back on areas, can't see it happening, but there is a, an element of market forces. So if, if, if fans, we all turn around and go, we don't like that. We don't, we're not indulging in that. Yeah. Let's have no more of that. Then I think that the, the fighters will, respond and we won't see it go to those extremes anymore but yeah one thing i will say i i I don't want to shatter the illusion but it's Mm. only a small bit because he definitely is a wild man and i've had as many wild Mm. indicate altercations or um just meeting and seeing stuff Mm. uh observing strickland but when i've been behind the scenes with him he's a he's a pro as well like when we Mm. got to get down and do the work like promotional stuff it's almost like he knows how he's seen so he almost makes you feel even more comfortable going look I, I know like that but i know that this is meant to be so you we're good and yeah. it, so that was quite interesting I've, he's not completely so he's aware insane. of it it's not a show but then mm. when it's like when you got to go to work like he's mm. he might be a lunatic when you're given the microphone but when he's not on that microphone with whoever it might be He's putting in the hard yards in the gym, and he's a really yeah. good teammate. I spoke to Eric Nixick. I check out a podcast on UFC Fight Pass. Um, when I when I did the, a good sit down with him, I think he was saying about Sean Strickland being fun to have around and a very valuable team member. So he does have all of those elements, and you can rely on him for for many things. But of course, there is an unpredictability because no doubt he's lived a very uh, interesting uh, and at times very tough life. And of these things come through, uh, whether we like them or not, that he's mm. authentically himself. And I think he's still trying to discover many things about him and his way in the world. Yeah, I'm sure that the Canadian fans can't wait to see what goes down on Thursday at the press conference as well. Actually. Yeah, yeah. what's called that? I think that is with, with some of these guys. Uh, I think the build up for 296, I think people were as excited for the press conference as they were for the fights. And I think when uh, Sean Strickland rolls into town, I think there is a touch of that also. Uh, I can see them doing the majority of the talking at this press conference. Um, but I suppose there is another title fight on the card. Uh, Raquel Pennington, uh, Rocky has taken on uh, Moira Bueno Silva. Uh, they've both put um, quite uh, good win streaks together in the build of this one. Uh, Moira Bueno's last fight was rolled no non-contest. I think she had like some sort of USADA test, but uh, she beat Holly Holm with uh, that neck crank. So what way do you see this one going, uh, John? And obviously, is this one going to struggle to get attention with uh, having someone like Sean Strickland in the main event? Yeah, overshadowed for sure, yeah. of course. And that's that's no disrespect to the ladies at all. Mm. It's just those guys have just been in the news. They were in the news as much as 
uh, Leon and Colby at one mm. stage, you know, and that was that was supposed to be their spotlight. So, um, yes, that's just by virtue of current headlines. Mm. However, it's a very important matchup. You know, we, we've uh, we've seen a very dominant champion in the women's bantamweight division for the longest time. The title doesn't belong to anyone right now. And these are the two next women uh, to go in there. Pena is is injured. So I'm sure it'd probably be her next for whoever wins. And we've seen, we've certainly seen uh, Raquel Pennington a long time, a real veteran. She's been mm. through lots. I can't remember, was it like UFC 224 or something when she had a title shot? Like she's been through a, a lot of stuff and yeah. she's, she's now experiencing lots of wonderful things about, you know, the human experience you know they had a kid um so you know just being a parent just adds a lot to fighters that are looking for increased percentages of motivation uh, reasons to to exist within the prize fighting field so she's she's got that impetus Mm. new team you know she's been building herself back up and we've seen the results she's very dependable um you can always you know you always know what you're going to get from her but i do feel like silver has she's just got like this innate finishing ability you know mm. and in some of these exchanges particularly with the submission like that ninja choke you're alluding to mm. she can snatch shit from different angles like that's a standing uh, submission if it goes to the ground she's mm. got a catalog of ways to finish the fight so so does uh, so does rocky as well so it's it's really interesting um it's a funny old division isn't it because we've seen a lot of these women like on the go around and but bueno silver's slightly newer face to to have shaken things up in more recent times and pahumpa uh, american top team has been guiding her career for a little while now you saw that he got pantoja a belt and mm. whatever they're doing down there is, I mean, we know at ATT, but then I'm talking sort of individual coaches, you know, like Mike Brown had his, you know, he's, he's got his catalog of, of Conan had mm. a book of fighters as well. And, and Pahump has got a real good group of ladies at the moment, seems to be getting the best out of them. Like Karolina Kavalkovic, she's really turned her career around as well. So I'm interested to see what they come to the fight with. That's a, it's a big one and gold's on the line again. And then it, it opens up, you know, the Pena matchup. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I, I think I probably lean towards Silva. Sorry, I think I called it a neck crank, but the the ninja choke she got against home was uh, I think was un- unusual crank, at, you know? at to see at at that level. You know what I mean? It was uh, a, yeah. it was a, uh, it was something special. So I think I think she's the one to watch out for, and hopefully she gets a good rub uh, of the crowd after after that as well. So or if if she gets a win here, because I think she could do it one. But um there are some Europeans on this card who we, we want to look at. Uh Arlen Allen has not picked up uh, an easy task against uh most of our uh Elavov. I hope you'll probably say it better than I will but he, he's Eve Loyev, I think yeah. Lev. Um but look <laughs> seventeen and no do it again, do it again. <laughs> no I'm good, I'm good. Uh, obviously Obviously, uh, this is this is a huge uh, test for Arnold Allen. He hasn't probably picked up someone with the biggest name recognition, but he's picked up one of the toughest tasks in the division. So, uh, what way do you see this one going for Arnold Allen? And obviously, this would be uh, you know, Evo left. No, I've said it wrong again. His biggest uh, ta- his biggest uh, opponent to date. So, do you think this is uh, going to be an interesting style one, John? Yeah, definitely. I was very high on Mob Star when he came to the UFC. Really high. Like seeing the 
the damage he did at M1. Mm. Uh, and, and it's that style, right? It's just always a tough style to fight. Might, some people might not enjoy it, but if you've got to face it, your fight camp's going to be hard. And nine times out of 10, the fight itself is going to be hard unless mm. you crack them, you know, big knee, big uppercut or something like that. But I'm just thinking about wrestlers shooting and they seem like obvious weapons. Mm. Um, he's been itching for the opportunities and sometimes he's had, he's had to take like late notice fights. So didn't, didn't look at, it wasn't as convincing in his last, excuse me, in his last outing as I thought he might be, but that's, and that's no disrespect to his opponents. I just had such high, high uh, regard for, for Evloyev, and I thought that he and Taporia were the two guys coming up that no one really wanted to fight. And until they get figured out, then people are there's going to be this fear factor associated with them. But they will all get figured out at some point. And I, you know, is this the fight where they get figured out? I will say this: I, on my travels over the last year, when I've had this conversation about Evloyev, I've spoken to a couple of coaches that really do think that he's you know, he's a little bit overhyped and they feel like they would be, they would be okay with their fighter going in there and, and having a crack. So that made me kind of go, huh, okay, maybe, maybe I've got this wrong. Cause I'm hmm. very much the guy I'm trying to hype. I'm, you know, yeah, of course I'm you only feed a fighter. You know yeah, I mean? you wanna... well, well, I see these guys, I know what it's like to, I, well, I'm still trying to learn how to hit a decent double or single leg. And I, hmm. I've been trying for many years. So when I see these guys suplex their way out of a, you know, a, a front headlock series from Mike Grundy, who got a Commonwealth gold, what bronze medal, silver medal. Mm. Sorry, Mike, if I got that wrong, but you, you know, I'm just looking in amazement. Uh, so maybe I get wowed by certain things and that's why I talk about it and, and I don't fight in the octagon, but um, yeah, I got to now give some love to Arnold Allen though. Right. So he had, he got in there with Max Holloway at a time when I think a lot of us commentators in the sport would have said, now's the time to face Max Holloway. Like after yeah. what he's been through, but we actually said that just as Calvin Cater was facing him as well. And then he had this fantastic performance. Max Holloway just doesn't go away. He's, he's slipped a couple of percent every now and then, but otherwise it's just looked phenomenal. And he did it again against the zombie. So we, we clearly know he's right back. He's firing on all cylinders. So many things come together on fight night to make you have, the best possible performance slightly under your typical mm. form or a bat or a shocker. And Max Holloway has unfortunately just not had the, his most golden moments when it really counted. So people started questioning him, but we, we shouldn't, uh, he's just right up there. And Arnold Allen found that out. You know, he was on an incredible tear, but would he have learned from it? We're about to find out, you know, John Kavanagh wrote win or learn. And I, yes, as long as you do the necessary on the back of it, as long as you take whatever was wrong and you diligently mm. work on fixing it and you progress your game and then you put it to the test and you hopefully hit a flow state where you can really show your true colours again. It's gone back to TriStar, mm. you know, really lo loves his time over in Canada with the room, with the coaches. So nothing that there was nothing really wrong, I don't think, in the UK. It was very hard, though, a lot, lot of travelling, probably exhausting. So I'm excited to see him back. It's a very tough test, but someone's got to do it. If he gets past Evloyev, then he's right back up there as well, isn't he? You know, every, he's, he's in the mix. And Featherweight, again, could be the division to watch in 2024.
John, what would be the perception of Arnold Allen in the UK? Because uh, he's he's a fighter with a uh, with a great record, but that sort of goes underneath the radar. If it had won that Holloway fight, I think it really would have propelled him. Even without that, you've got a main event, and it starts your name starts to kind of gain some momentum. But then you go mm. back to Canada. And then you might lose some of that just because yeah. you're you're not with the man on the street. You're not bumping into him at the service station when he's taking a shower after, you know, being on the mats with Leon Edwards. Yeah. And that's another Birmingham. thing. Yeah. Well, you're on the mats with Leon Edwards. There are countdown shoots. There's multiple media visits from the BBC, etc. Mm. You're in the background. It Leon's mentioning your name because he's you're in eyesight. So that that helps. But if you're no longer there, then you're just not it loses a bit. But that doesn't, mm. as long as his training's okay, it just means that some of the other marketability issues that may suffer. But then a big win, because it all all that really matters are results at the end of the day. And Leon will tell you that, of course. Mm. But I think I think that's the thing. He's got he's got a good personality. He's a funny guy. He's but he's probably not everyone's cup of tea. You've 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 got to invest a little bit of time to understand where he's coming from. He's got a very dry, unique sense of yeah, humor. Yeah. I personally love it. I think pound I for love... pound, like top 10, top 10 funniest people in the UFC. He's really funny. And yeah. you know, he's got the thing going on with his dad. There's so many things for us fans to latch onto and enjoy. Even the way that he markets his, his merch is just hilarious. Mm. You know, I think it's really well done and it's him, his missus as well. I think, uh, mm. that that helps with that so that's and it's honest you know it's like family thing I, I really enjoy that like his dad um and his brother like the power lifters there's so many mm. things to love about arnold it's i've been following the kid since he was 16 um i'd like to call him a friend of mine as well so i i obviously want to see him do well but i was just being on with my honest assessment of perhaps why he's not popping right now but not everyone does and until in this country we were talking off camera that i still don't really feel like the the country, uh, like our region, has hit the popularity height. There's mm. room to go, which we should be excited about. It's more what I should say. People still don't really understand our sport, let alone the individual sort of players within it. No, I get you. No, but he's definitely one to watch as well. And uh, yeah, he's a fan. <laughs> he's a fan of an on-mail deal as well. But uh, mm. for people tuning in as well, SPG Ireland's Bragatona, the Ultimate Fighter Champ Champ, is returned this weekend against. Gareth Arnfield. Uh, Ross, Brad won the finale last time out. What are you expecting this weekend? Yeah, I, I expect Brad Catona to go in here and pick up the win. Uh, I think he's looked great as of late. Um, coming into the ultimate fighter, he was the the brave world champion of Bantamweight. I think um, he'd already won the ultimate fighter before. He went in there, uh, somehow became a villain. One of the nice guys of the game became a villain on uh on tough, I feel like he was one of the best fighters in the house. He, he went the hard road to get the job done. Uh, I thought he looked good against Cody Gibson in the final. And um, I'm not that familiar with uh, Garrett Armfield, but I feel like he's probably fought tougher before um, than he has in front of him. Now, I could be wrong on the night, and uh, Garrett could uh, surprise me, but uh, I think Brad's ready to get in there and mix in with uh, some of the names in that division. And I think it's quite similar to someone like Arnold Allen. Um, he is a bit on the quieter side. He is. He does have a bit a few quirks to his personality that probably don't push him into the you know casual fan base as some other fighters might do. But uh, I definitely think he's got the skills to pay the bills, and I'm looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, and then uh, also there's another person on representing the European scene. John, your good friend Sam Patterson is back. He's back. He's back in a new weight class. 
and he's had a long time out. He's been he's been in the workshop. He's been <laughs> building. You know, it's uh, yeah. I get kind of emotional talking about Sam because you, when you see things up close, uh, the whole reason I got into this sport was because I just I thought that the the guys that I was training with just didn't get the love that they deserved. People didn't know who they were. Mm. People had no respect for the skills that they had as athletes. Other sportsmen wouldn't would like look down to them probably. Um, and I, I thought, no, this is wrong. Like I've, I've been involved in quite a different, different sports over the years and MMA fighters are just elite. Like what they go through is unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. So I then, yeah, then started working in the business and what happens when you work for the UFC sometimes is you're operating at the highest level, right? With all the highest level athletes. And sometimes you get a bit disconnected from grassroots level. Mm. And I used, I used to, you know, as part of team Crossface, I would travel around maybe a little bit with the fighters and uh, I'd maybe help out with warm ups and padding and cornering, etc. But I haven't done that for many, many years now. But then with Sam, seeing his journey, seeing him come up, uh, seeing the sacrifice again, it's not just Sam, like Charlie Leary. If the PFL are listening, Charlie Leary is sitting there hungry and he is never disappointed. Please give him a fight soon because I've got friends that do this, that have kids and wives and they're living mm. not even paycheck to paycheck anymore. Like there's just nothing. There's, they're earning like one, one fight's money a year. It's just, it's so hard, man. This game is so tough. It really is. So with Sam, there is the last result, like you zig and they zag. And, you know, it's so tough to take. Yeah. And he's such a good kid. Not that it matters in the fight game, but he's a really lovely, lovely bloke. He's the kind of bloke that will help your grandma across the road with her shopping. You know, he really is. I would trust him with my daughter. He can, yeah, he's just such a nice guy. So, the work he's been putting in and he's, you know, he's revved the engine so hard. It's a new weight class now. So it's his body's been able to take that kind of punishment a little bit more. I just hope he gets to show what he can do because we didn't really get to see what he did uh, in his first outing. And he yeah. needs mm. this. He deserves this. Uh, he's got, a, he's got a fair matchup as well. He really has. So I think, you know, the guy's a bit more of a vet than Sam, but, I think Sam's, they're both good everywhere, right? They're both dangerous. Who's got it on the night? Who wants it more? I think Sam mm -hmm. wants it more, but I don't know. It's, uh, I, I hope he gets it, but that's only because I'm a, I'm a, a close associate of his, but the best man must win. Yeah. Both men have great finishing rates. So, uh, it's definitely one to make sure you're tuned in earlier to early to see. And, live uh, on UFC five pass. Live on UFC five pass, baby. And, uh, Look, we just heard a, a passion speech there from uh, John Gooden on Sam uh, Sam there. So make sure to get down to, or make sure to watch early to see him fight because uh, I've only ever heard he's one of the nicest guys in the game as well from from uh, from the Irish shores as well. So let's get behind him. Uh, can I weigh in on on Brad Katona as well? Of course, yeah. Because I love the kid. Like I I was the guy that produced the feature when he was first getting to the finale for the Ultimate Fighter. So I went out, I came over to Dublin. We went to, is it Greystones? Yeah. We went, we, we went to Greystones, him and Katie. So I got to know Katie a little bit as well and stayed in touch with him all the way through 
Uh, I don't think mm. I, I don't think I've called one of his fights actually, which is a shame. But I've watched him train a bunch when I've been over to SBG. You know, I've I've always had a, a really good strong relationship with John, and I've checked in with Brad. And it's kind of for me sometimes a little bit curious whilst mm. why he wasn't back in the UFC. And I actually saw him before the Ultimate Fighter was announced, and I, I almost didn't want to ask him how he's getting on. I could see mm. it in his face that he just wanted to get back there. Yeah. And then when it got announced, I was like, there's no doubt this kid's going to win it. Mm. He wins it. He's just so good. He's such a good yeah. technician. He's so, uh, like, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but it, it, this is the most positive thing sometimes. He's so unemotional. Mm. Like, he's able to... There are certain people that can fight under the brightest light, certain people that don't, they just don't go high and low. Like I really struggle with all that stuff, but he's so de like his mindset is so steely and focused. And I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff going on under the water, but yeah, he's, he's legit, man. He really is a threat in that division. Just needs that opportunity again. Garrett Armfield's good though, man. I was there mm. in Singapore and his boxing looked on. I'm not saying, again, I don't mean to disrespect uh, Kazama. He is not the same level as Brad Katona. Brad has achieved more on the international landscape than what he mm. has. So I don't think he'll be given the opportunities. Um, but still, Kazama's there in a UFC octagon and, mm. and Armfield boxed the ears off the guy and then put him away. And they've got, I think he belongs to the Marathon MMA as well. And they're onto a really good thing since the whole Kansas City thing got all juggled up uh, for various reasons. Like they've now settled and they've got a really good team. So good, good, good coaching, good vibe from, from what I'm understanding. So it's a good matchup. This would be a good fight, but yes, um, uh, you know, I like to see Brad Katona succeed. Of course you do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, look, it, it, it's actually, it, it's actually quite a good card uh, from top to bottom. Um, I like when there's European interest in the card, the whole way up towards the, the main events. You also have the likes of, uh, Action man Chris Curtis on the card. Neil Magny's fighting again. Shock. Uh, you know what I mean? So, like, it, it is a great big card fight, from... though, as well. That's Mike Malott, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it. So yeah. That's, and he's, that's... listen, like, I know mm. Ian Gary, like, Mike Malott, Mike Malott to Canadian fans is the next guy. Mm. He's the next guy. And if he can get past Neil Magny, he can cut a promo. The kid can talk mm. well, you know? Mm. So, I feel like he had a really good showing in Vancouver last time uh, he was in front of his home fans. If he can double down on that, like he'll get some good, a good bit of momentum. And if you're, if you're like pushing a market like he is for Canada, because mm. they're not, they're not enjoying the, the GSP era right now, they're building back mm. to it. And he's the guy I think that's leading the charge. I love a bit of Charles Jordan as well. Yeah. But yeah. yeah if, uh, if Mike, there you go. Uh, if Mike can like really rally the fans, like finish off the night well for the Canadians, that's that's awesome. And I feel like the UFC will look into that. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see someone like him facing facing Ian Gary down the line. So he's he's definitely worth keeping an eye on. He's a very very good guy, always round. Let's hope we are impressed with his performance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I had to do. It. I could not. Do it. No, no, that was pretty good. Well, welcome back. We're back, we're, lads. We're back. The the A team is back here, lads. Absolutely. Yeah, um, lads. Just for before we wrap up the show, because we're after keeping John here for ages, and then um, that that's that's UC two ninety seven. Uh, John, is there is there anything you're looking forward to this year that you want to tell the people who are tuning in now to to make sure that to look out for? 
I mean, I don't mean to be the company guy, right? But I, I think there's a lot to look forward to this year. We've got 300 mm. coming up. Obviously, that's massive. The return of Conor McGregor, um, maybe the next pay-per-view after that. That is, I mean, that's as big as it gets. Um, I, I mentioned earlier about the featherweight division. This could be the year. Because mm. I feel like we've had times where banter, we didn't expect bantamweights to be just so fire. And then they are just so fire. Um, welterweights, like with, with Leon... Like that, that just ignited like an interest around certain things. But I do mm. feel like featherweight division, like Tapuria Volkanovski. Let's see what the result is there, because if if Tapuria wins there, like oh my goodness, that that opens things up. It's a big ask. It's a tall order. Mm. A lot of people questioning Volkanovski now after his last performance. Um, just his ability to recover from mm. uh, a, a stoppage like that. I just wanted to be sensitive because you couldn't find a bigger fan than Volkanovski than me. Like I, oh, I think the, the guy is just, j- just an incredible human being as well. And I can say, I think I was on his, on the call for his debut. I remember mm. talking to him in Sydney, uh, around a little coffee area with him and his coach. I'm so pleased that he's stayed, you know, stayed to his roots as well, all the way through now. Like the guy gives me the same amount of time from then to now. Just, just a stand-up dude, really is. Lo- love him to bits. So, you know, I hope he's in the best position to put together the best performance. That, that's all that we can hope for, right? And, and Taporia, though, like, there's something special about that kid. I've been dying to go over to Spain. I, I nearly uh, made that happen this month. Sadly, with him getting ready, I, I'd prefer to wait until this fight's out of the way and I'll go mm. and visit him. But I'm very interested in his story. He's got double the following of Volkanovski on Instagram. Mm. You know, it, to to the Latin market, he's huge. He, he's got like a really interesting life in Spain that I'm desperate to find out about. You know, he seems to be mm. on all the talk shows. He's got a beautiful other half. He's got a he's got a child as well. So he's got the dad thing. He's sort of like a celebrity couple. Uh, mm. And then he's got all of these famous friends. He drives around in supercars. Like, I I want to go and find out more about Ilya Tapuria. And that's forgetting like his Georgian roots as well. He probably yeah. can't even move if mm-hmm. he was to go back over there. So there's, there's a lot of stuff. And then of course, you know, the geezer can rip to the body. He can yeah. twist the head off your shoulders if you give him half a chance. So yeah, it's all the makings for a big one. Um, I think it's a couple of cultures colliding with that, 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 that mm. Hispanic and yeah, really interesting, really, really interesting. So I'm excited for that. And then, um, and then the, the UFC looks to be visiting some new regions this year. Uh, did I see? I don't know if it's official. I was following a UFC India account, and they said, and they were teasing like a visit to India uh, yesterday. I mm. think it was. So I was like, really? I didn't know anything about that. There's mm-hmm. like stuff going on in the Middle East. So loads mm. and loads to look forward to. Hopefully, new territories unlocked. I'm sure there'll be some new champions and 2024 gets going with a big pay-per-view this weekend. Basma, it sounds like Hans Antoja boy is balling out. (laughs) (laughs) Who who doesn't want to go to UFC Ibiza, no? (laughs) Could you imagine something like that? I mean, I can't see it. I can't see the UFC going to Spain, but because that's the thing, right? You you almost have those, sorry to cut you off, you almost have those fights, those fight nights in in these regions that they haven't Mm. previously unlocked with someone that's not a pay-per-view draw mm. because they're not going to go numbered event to Spain. I don't think, I, I mean, they, they'll do anything they want, but it doesn't typically happen. Does it like Connor in Dublin? No, you need to prove it really. 
Yeah. Yeah. You have to like mm. Ian Gary right now. I'm sure he could headline a fight night in in Ireland, mm. and that's. But if he becomes a champion, they'll probably want to take that stateside or somewhere or, or the Middle East, somewhere like utterly huge. Not saying that our region isn't huge, by mm. the way. It's just more difficult to make like the logistically, etc. Yes, time zones, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if Taporia wins now. I, I, I'm not sure we get a, a Spain. Um, we we maybe should have had that like last year, but it's easier said than done. I don't know. I'm down for it, though. I beat that. I did a um, – here's the problem, though. Here's the problem, fellas. I, the only other work I do is in the triathlon world. And I did a triathlon uh, commentary gig in May of last year, and – preparing for that was a disaster because it's party town like any hotel you go into people are getting ready at midnight to go out and this old bastard who was trying to you know be good and get ready i i didn't sleep for nearly a week it was <laughs> mental which is and i wasn't you know i wasn't out there having it large <laughs> you definitely was, were john you definitely I was, were. <laughs> <laughs> I was there studying like a good boy that i am and it upset things so as much as i'm calling for the for the um the Ibiza thing, perhaps Taporia or Connor can lend a yacht that we can all get a good bit of shut eye on so that we're away from the scene. We'll send that clip to Mr. Gordon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baz, quick, what, what are you looking for? 2024, which are you looking forward to? Yeah, well, like th this, this main event this weekend is the main event that I'm looking forward to the most, but also the Sean O'Malley, uh, Cheetah Vera rematch as well. Cause uh, like those two lads have just been part of each other's stories the whole way through to this point. And then uh, I'm looking forward to when the UFC announced their comeback to Europe, lads. That should be a good crack. Yeah, Ross. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a few, but like I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where Tom Tom Aspinall goes next. Um, like I'd love to see him fight Jones or Stipe. I feel like there's far more interest in those two fights from the fan base. So I feel like um, he's certainly the... making it so, isn't he? He's giving it a <laughs> yeah, good yeah. go. Bless him. Good yeah, luck he to is. Him. Why not? He is. And uh, he's doing it in the. Sort of nicest way possible. He's just calling it straight facts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I can't wait to see that. Um, I can't wait to see how the light heavyweight division plays out this year. I feel like that. Like, I feel like we could have two or three champions come the end of the year, depending on how often the belts are defended. I feel like that's wild. Who do you, you reckon? Who do you reckon? <sighs> I don't know. I have a sneaky feeling that Yuri might end up back with the belt come the end of the come the end of the year. I feel like if he beats Rakic, and then like. I oh, know. I think Hill Pereira is almost 50-50, even though like most people f favor Pereira. I just think Hill's boxing is very good. I'd love to see Hill versus Yuri come the end of the year for the belt. I just can't. I don't know. Yeah. I want to see how, how Rakic comes back. Mm. Like I, I really like Rakic. And, you know, it's forever etched into my memory, that knockout of Jimmy Manua. Mm. Um, but then he's had some slower fights, so it'd be interesting. But his wrestling's really, really good. Really, come on, mm. he's such a formidable athlete. He's yeah. been away for a long time, so let's see how he comes back. I just can't get past Ankalaev now. I mean, mm. I I said he'd be a champion at some point, um, maybe privately. Said it publicly now. Yeah. Is this the year? <laughs> I didn't even um, mention him, even though we fought what two days ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And that, that, was a, that was a quality win as well. Yeah, over Johnny Walker as well. So yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. The way he won as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the knockout like that definitely helps because he uh, did, he didn't seem to be getting the rub of the green when he got that draw against uh, who's it? Mm. Jan. Jan. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like he does promotionally shoot himself in the foot sometimes. And Clive, like the whole like 
if I don't give it, if, if I'm not giving that belt, I'm going to retire. I didn't think that was a good look for him. Uh, when he was fought, when he fought Jan, I just thought that was a bit like, all right, mate, like it was a close fight, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough. I get sometimes when people in their region, when they're champions so hard, I don't know. And when you've got such an incredible run, Mm. it's easy for those guys close to see, but the UFC, you you know, they, they have a broader view, don't they? Mm. And, um, yeah, well, you know, but results, you can't dispute the results. So yeah, let's see how it all shakes out. But yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good division. Yeah, it is. I think it's, uh, I think it needs to be reignited. And I think sometimes, uh, Sometimes with the, the hot potato with the belt is always always interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Lads, just before we wrap things up, John, is there anything you want to say to the people tuning in now who are definitely going to be tuning in and watching your work in UC Fight Pass? Oh, that's very kind of you. Yeah, well, I've got more stuff coming. I've got some good conversations about to be released. Uh, one with Eric Paulson, which will be dropping soon. That has been delayed, but hopefully drops very, very soon. Carl Prince, Lerone Murphy's coach, mm. a very, very interesting conversation with him. He's one of my favorite people in, in mixed martial arts. So we had a, a really good conversation. I'll be going out and visiting more fighters um, in between commentary assignments. So yes, please stay tuned to my socials. I hope to be bringing you more and just wishing everyone the very best 2024 you know it's a good time of year to start things on one that you know mm. it just rolls through right but it is a good time of year to just say to everyone I, I hope it's a healthy happy new year i hope you achieve some new things and life is kind to you there we have it uh john gooden thanks very much. Ho- hopefully we get the band back together again this year yeah who knows maybe maybe and i beat it <laughs> yeah oh, let's go yeah, I was going to say Manchester, but I beat the sounds way better. Yeah, but... uh, so uh, we, can make, we, we can bring uh, we can bring Ibiza to Manchester. I've heard Dean's Gates. Is that a place in Manchester? I think that's yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. You already yeah. know, John. You know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's it called? We can have a uh, Lerone Murphy show us shows around. You know what I mean? So uh, yes, no mess there. Um, or Bisping. I mean, I'll take either. I think it would be a wilder night if Bisping shows us around. Or Aspinall actually as well, and get Mohammed Makayev jumping on board as well. <laughs> yeah, getting those guys involved. Yeah, that, oh, we're spoiled for choice. M- McCoy have rolled too deep with that squad. He shows up to his hotel with about forty people. That fella, yeah. too many supercars, though. <laughs> yeah, too many supercars. But uh, John, look, thanks a million for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. We'll speak yeah. again soon. Uh, Barry, great start to the new year. Can't yeah. wait for it. Um, for those who are watching home, make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay, stay energized. energized. Energize show up the Irish and sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that. But I, I, I saw, so keep going, keep up the good work, guys.